Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. I've been covering the Coyotes for about five or six years or so, mainly covering the Tucson Roadrunners. That's where I live. Um, excited to hear it, be covering the, the Coyotes as part of your as a podcast host for the second season for this wonderful upcoming year. I mean, we're almost in October, guys. I'm super excited. But not only that, now super excited to officially welcome Carl Pavlik as co-host of this show, uh, I think it's probably a long time coming. A lot of you guys probably figured something was going on. I kept having him on like every freaking day. But Carl, officially welcome to the show as co-host. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's it's nice to be here officially. Um, it's something that we had talked about a while. Uh, I'm the managing editor over at Five for Howling, uh, where you have written for us for a number of years. Um and uh, we've done some podcasting in the past. Uh, great to be coming onto the Lockdown Network and getting things done here for the upcoming season. It's going to be quite the season uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. I think a lot of people know that. It's, it's going to be... <laughs> uh, what's the... Exhausting. Let's put it that yeah. way. It's going to be exhausting. It is is going to be an emotional roller coaster uh, for Coyotes fans. Uh, it, it's not going to be good or fun a lot, but um, something that we have talked about a lot uh, during the off season is there's going to be a lot of silver linings to look forward to, um, and that's always really just kind of a a cool thing when you're a hockey fan exploring the silver linings. Absolutely. Silver linings out of a team that's rebuilding. That's what you want to look at because you want to hold on to something that you're like, you know what? Years from now, we're going to look at this and we'll be like, it's going to end up being like the best part of the team. <laughs> like, yeah, by a lot. There's going to be someone that you're watching uh, their first game this season and uh, you're just going to be like, wow. I wonder what they're going to be in the next couple of years. And for a couple of those players, it's it's going to be like someone great because the Coyotes are going to be getting plenty of high draft picks. Uh, they're going to be getting plenty of highly skilled players uh, and they're hopefully going to be able to develop them correctly this time. Absolutely. That's what you want out of, out of all that. But uh, Hey, we got a lot to get to on this show. Uh, we got the preseason officially starting today for the Arizona Coyotes. They will be over uh, hosting the, Los Angeles Kings as their preseason opener. Um, super excited for that. We're also going to talk about just general preseason expectations, maybe things that we're looking most forward to this upcoming uh, preseason. And then we'll talk about some other, uh, other you know, general Coyotes news. So, Carl, let's, let's get it started. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you said, today is the, the first preseason game. Uh, definitely will be interesting to see how the Coyotes handle it. I know when we're looking at these kind of preseason games, we often see like an interesting mix of younger players who aren't going to make the, the roster. Coaches just kind of want to see what they can do and some older veterans just to kind of make sure that they have enough time. So 
you can't really learn too much about the first game uh, because there's so many players still, but definitely can give you like a couple hints about what's going to be happening uh, in the next few weeks as we start to eliminate people. I mean, let's, and let's be real too. This first game tonight, you're not going to see like 15 minutes from Nick Schmaltz. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> like, this, yeah. is, this game is meant for the prospects mainly to, you know, to, to warm up and see like, how do you slot into a line? Let's see if you can put Let's see like if like mainly third or fourth line people, maybe even some, some second line people, special teams. Let's see, let's see how you gel with these players. And yeah. let's keep doing that. And if that works, we'll probably put you, give you a roster spot. Yeah. And like chemistry is going to be major for, for these kind of games. And like you said, when we're probably not going to be seeing small schmaltz, we're probably not going to see Clinton Keller. You can get like a couple of like ideas about maybe who the best people in the Tucson Roadrunners are because you know they want to make sure that they get in games right away, um, but they may not make the roster. So let's make sure to give them the early ons, and then you know Keller and Schmaltz will start kind of getting in there towards the end. Yeah, it's usually I think it's what like the I think what the sec the third the second to last game or whatever like those games that's like. Um, that's like the games when you're actually testing real lines and see how things work that way. These first two games, yeah, they're ma- it's mainly meant for um, roadrunner junior players, roadrunners players, those that are trying to fight for a roster spot. And if they make it to the third and fourth and fifth preseason game, then then they have a higher chance of you know keep going. Yeah, I mean. I think there's like one player who we can say definitively will not be playing tonight, and that's you know Phil Kessel. But everyone else, it's it's kind of you know up in the air on who's going to be in that roster. Um, and like you and, said, and, go ahead. And, and also goes saying that uh, those who are under contract as well. If you're not under contract, you're <laughs> you're not in these games. Yeah, yeah, definitely that too. Um, uh, but I'm kind of curious to see like. Does Dylan Gunther play uh, in tonight's game, uh, or is that someone that they're kind of maybe holding off a little bit on because they want to make sure he's playing with like the top tier linemen, or are they just going to see like how he plays with everyone? He looks good in the rookie faceoff tournament. He can, I'm sure, put on a good show against the uh, the Kings prospects. Yeah, we're definitely going to see quite a good, quite amount of of Giannis Mosier. We're going to see quite amount of of Liam Kirk tonight and you know it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be cool i'm excited to see them and see you know how they work with their future roadrunner teammates yeah um and we should get a pretty like good representation for the for the tucson roadrunners next year um so if you are thinking about maybe catching a few games down there um seeing a team that's going to be better than the coyotes uh this is your first kind of preview night to, to get a chance to take a look at all that uh, that that just takes me back to when you, that that reference that you made. It kind of takes me back to the year that they brought the uh, pre the preseason game down here to Tucson. Just like, hey, let's promote uh, hockey in Tucson. Why not? But that's 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 for another thing. <laughs> yeah, the the Coyotes are going to be promoting hockey in Tucson in a very different way in the upcoming seasons uh, by just having a lot of very good prospects playing down there uh, and just learning the game up as uh, 
the team in the NHL does not do good uh, in order to get that really high draft pick. Yeah, no, it will it will be quite the thing to watch um, uh, of all those things coming up tonight. Um, I'm trying to think who else we might see tonight. I'm trying to look at the um, get their roster. I'm... Well, I'm kind of curious, like if you are uh, Turnier, do you start like Soderstrom and Barrett Hayton now, or do you kind of see like um, and the same with uh, a Yan Yannick, like those kind of like the the top line players that I think a lot of people think are going to be in Tucson, but could very well make the Coyotes. Do you give them as much time as you can, or are you still like looking at evaluating kind of like the more fringe candidates today? I think you, I think you put them on the top line to kind of get get a momentum started today, like tonight, um, and then like from there, like have have Tornade kind of use whatever momentum or the the kind of judge based off the flow is like do i need them the rest of this game or do i just let the rest of the younger prospects take control yeah and just give them less minutes i mean they'll still be playing but they won't be playing as many as many minutes as the other guys i'm sure yeah definitely um it'll be interesting this is turning is like first year with the coyotes um and the first real preseason we've had in a very long time so it will be kind of interesting to get like a better like insight into how he runs his teams, uh, how he runs the training camp, and just kind of like the general system that they use. Because um, I think a lot of people just don't really know anything yet. It'll be like, yeah, today is the the first look at it, and uh, this is the first chance we can see what the Arizona Coyotes are going to be. Yeah, and uh, again, that's what that's the most important part about this first game. For the uh, for the preseason, and I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, it's a uh, preseason is definitely one of those like highlights. Um, and, like the first preseason preseason game is just a really fun time, and uh, it means that hockey is starting back up again, and it's going to be real games that matter very soon. That's the big part. Hockey is starting back up again. It is, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that is the absolute big part. Any other thing that we should say, um, maybe going in tonight, uh, Ooh, actually, you know, someone who I, mo- I really want to see a T.S. Michelli. Ah, yeah. Michelli. Um, I thought he looked good in like kind of the, in the rookie faceoff tournaments. Um, but I am definitely interested to see a lot more of him. Uh, I'm interested to see like, pretty much everyone in that tournament because I thought they'd played really well against, um, you know, the golden Knights um, and kind of started to fall off when it came to the, to the, who was it, the ducks and the Kings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd like to kind of see them against like a, a more well-rounded team. Uh, a lot of the games start to get a little bit more physical, especially I think against the, the Kings. So now the Coyotes have some physical players of their own, some older veterans who are brought in who can kind of take care of some of that stuff. Absolutely, though. But we still have a lot more to get to on this show. Um, we can keep going about this. Uh, but once again, we want to remind you guys that tonight is the first preseason game for the Arizona Coyotes hosting the Los Angeles Kings. That game at Gila River Arena starting at 7 p.m. Uh, does this sound familiar? 
You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Uh, once again, Robin Leonu and Carl Pavlik here to talk to you guys about Arizona Coyotes preseason. Uh, once again, this podcast is available wherever you get your podcast, as well as the all-new uh, uh, video podcast on YouTube. Super excited to be on YouTube. Couldn't thank you guys enough um, because of all your support. Making Locked On Coyotes one of the most popular Coyotes podcasts out here in the state as well as making the Lockdown Coyotes podcast your first listen of the day. We put these out early in the morning and just because we guys know you guys love to listen. And uh, again, we really appreciate that. But now let's go ahead and make put on the focus here because we're going from the... Uh, we've talked about the, you know, expect kind of like what we were looking forward to in tonight's game. But let's take a look at the, the more grand scope of things because... Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to digest in this preseason. There are a lot of people who might be fighting for roster spots. There might be people who, you know, we haven't seen in a long time. Maybe nursing injuries. Maybe doing something that was like, let's see how they how they improved over the offseason. If they did anything different. So it's like normally you get like a few people who change uh, like during the offseason. Uh, the Coyotes completely blew up the team this past offseason, and it's going to make just a extremely interesting preseason because we're going to get to see, like, this is going to be our first look at an, an entire bottom half for the Coyotes. We don't know who's going to be playing there, who's going to be playing in Tucson. We don't know who's going to be going back to juniors. Like, there are tons of question marks, um, and... Preseason is kind of where we start to get some answers on that. We're going to see people slowly trickle away, um, get reassigned, uh, and we'll get the better idea of where exactly this team is going in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, we really get we'll get a good idea. And the cool thing is, again, seeing those prospects who um, could very well make a roster spot, and um, yeah, the last a couple of days, but still, like let's say let's say Dylan Gunther, you know has a fantastic preseason, which could very well happen, you know, make, and then plays like five games with the Coyotes. And they're like, you know what? We love you, but we don't want to use your contract. So we're going to send you back to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, but you're doing great. Yeah. And it's usually like, you're going to go back to Edmonton. It's going to help us contract wise. Also, here's X, Y, and Z that you need to work on. So, like, the prospects have, like, a much better idea of how they need to improve their game. Um, like, uh, a short stay in the NHL playing real games um, can't hurt a player like Dylan Gunther or, or Mosier or, or anyone else. But it can definitely give them, like, 
a lot to work on in the next year um, because that's what the Coyotes are going to be all about for the next couple of seasons, developing their players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, player development, that's one of the biggest things that I want to see in this um, in this preseason, as well as just general, like, you know, line pairings. Obviously, we won't see line pairings tonight uh, or, like, accurate line pairings. Probably won't see accurate line pairings until at least game three, at least, clo- at least somewhat close to it. But defensive pairings, again, I like we were talking about defense and how that could go down. I can't, I just really can't wait to see, you know, like, uh, what's a good example? Like Vladislav Provenev and be alongside uh, Ilya Labushkin, for example. Like, yeah, or like the Strawman Timmins, like debate over who's going to be with Jacob Chikrin. Well, we should be getting. More of that, like like you said, a couple games in, um, and they is a chance that something's going to click right away, which is also just a really fun thing that happens in preseason with a bunch of new players. You get someone who's brought in, they're like, man, these two look like they've been playing together for their entire lives. How have they never like seen ice at the same time? Um, and hopefully, we get something like that. Um, it'd be nice to know that, like some part of the coyotes is at least functioning properly and going together well um because just uh, like we said before there's not a lot that's going to go right this upcoming season no there's there there really isn't just because i mean everyone knows how much of a deep rebuild this is going to be this year like i've had so many uh crossovers so far i had five crossovers with each with our division division rivals i still got two more to go a uh, little teaser coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. We will have um, a uh, the host from the Lockdown Blues guys still trying to get them on, as well as uh, a uh, someone who covers the uh, the Predators. We don't have a Lockdown Predators host, so we will uh, bring someone, an expert on who covers the Nashville Predators, to do a little preview again to ground out our Central Division preview. But again, yeah, there's. Every one of them has asked has has asked me so far, like, what do you th- like? What's your expectation of the Coyotes? And I'm just like, really, not much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have been asked uh, through Five Rowling by um, a Chicago Blackhawks um, website, like, the Coyotes have like not a lot of hype going into the season. Is that deserve it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. gonna be rough. Um, you know, we'll we'll occasionally get some bright spots in there, and uh, you know, maybe Dmitry Yoshkin will have a phenomenal season. But like, there's the there's going to be a lot of pain in the Coyotes, and um, you know, we'll probably start to see some of that um, during the preseason. Preseason games don't matter unless you're winning, in which case they mean everything in the world. You mean to tell me that we're not going to see like a uh, a Jacob Chikrin wins winning the Norris this year? <laughs> I I think Jacob Chikrin is going to make a strong case for being a Norris contender in the future. He'll get some votes season. still. Yeah, he'll get some he'll, votes this year. He'll get some votes, but I, I don't see him winning. I don't see the Coyotes being a team where you could have the Norris trophy winner be from there. It just doesn't work with, uh, with what's happening. No, it doesn't. Any other thing from you? What, what, what else do you expect from the, uh, 
uh, uh, preseason. Uh, I mean, I think this is definitely has the potential for being like a, a renaissance year for a few players. Uh, players like Galchenyuk and, and Shane Gostisbehere, they have a lot to prove um, this upcoming season. And I think that's going to make them all the more motivated for a good preseason and a good training camp. Um, like if you're Alex Galchenyuk wanting to like, you know, you got a new GM and a new head coach um, since the last time you were here, you want to make a good impression, show that you're worth like kind of the PTO. Um, I can see that translating to a really good uh, preseason. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I was with you on that too. Like, like, I, like, I was like, my main focus was 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 on Gossip Spear because again, like, um, like he's still like high in a lot of people's lists. Like, everyone was still saying, oh, he's still like a he still can very well be a second pair defenseman, um, which is great. And you know, and yes, he's overpaid probably, but. You know, I mean, that doesn't matter to the Coyotes at this at yeah. this point. Um, and as if you can, if you can, if the Coyotes being on that, you know, on a rebuilding team can help nurse him back to, you know, the, you know, Gaza Spirit everyone once knew, then yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm absolutely for that. Yeah. If just kind of like the opportunity presents itself and he's able to take advantage, that'd be great. Um, and I think there's, he's like, there are a few Coyotes players who can very easily, I can see that happening. Um, and they're going to be the players to get traded at the trade deadline, probably, um, because they'll have increased their value. But, you know, up until then, it'll be fun to watch. I mean, let's be real. Like, um, there's not very much that the Coyotes can trade left. Um. <laughs> probably not, no. Um I think, uh, like, unless you're really looking for veteran talent come the trade deadline, uh, you're probably not going to go looking for the Coyotes. I mean, I think what was uh, I, I was doing another, when I was doing the crossover, I was like, yeah, like no one's going to take Clayton Keller or Lawson Krause's contract. Or Lawson Krause is not on a bad contract, but or Nick Schmaltz's contract. That's right. I was looking at the wrong. Yeah, but. Yeah. Or, like no one's going to take those um it's just not it's just not viable i mean not at this point if if you get like a couple like a good season because i do think that there are potentially people out there in the hockey world who are like what were they in a bad system and could they turn it around with a different head coach like we've seen that before and i don't think uh schmaltz especially has a terrible contract he just like needs to be more consistent for the money he's getting. So you say if he if he has like 25 goals by the trade deadline. By the trade deadline, yeah. Um, he's gone. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, if he had 25 goals by the trade deadline, which I think would be one That's of like, his yeah, that'd be, best be, be goal-scoring season. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a really good season. Yeah. Um, uh, I could I could see a team like taking a, a shot at that, but I mean, we're still early in the rebuild. But if you know Schmaltz and Keller come out with twenty five goal seasons, do they get a spot back in the in the Coyotes rebuild plans? Like, I don't know. Like a big issue that they had was like their consistency, and this is kind of like you know 
We talk about Galchenyuk needing to have a good year. Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz also need to have good years. Um, and it'd be great for them to start like with a good preseason as well. Yeah, that's and, and again, that's the most important part, part about the preseason, see how all that uh, meshes together because, you know, um, especially because Galchenyuk, we're bringing in, bring, bringing another forward, um, bringing another center for that matter, because we're talking about the centers and we don't have enough of them, right? There, there are far too few centers for the Arizona Coyotes, um, and Galchenyuk as center. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how well it's going to work out, but let's, uh, let's, we may have to give it a try. We 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 will we we would have to give it a try because uh, cap friendly list Galchenyuk as left wing center right wing he could do whatever. <laughs> I mean, can do whatever is a very interesting way to to phrase that. But yes, he can play all positions. Um, I mean, not to the same Ryan level of competency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we know Nick Schmaltz is the number one C for the Coyotes. That's kind of a given, which is also not saying much, but yeah. Uh, I mean, really, who would who would even be up next? Uh, Barrett Hayton or 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 Larson, number one center, uh, Johan Larson. So That's, uh, I think yeah, would be in order like like probably by the end of the by the end of the preseason, you'll see like top line center to fourth line center. You will see it will be. Um, Schmaltz, Larson, Dezingle, and uh, Beagle. I mean, at least it won't be like last season where Tockett just played Schmaltz and Keller as the third line. Still played them the same amount of ice time. Like, still was giving them top line minutes, but for all the reports, they were just the third line. Yeah, that, for... that made no. That made absolutely no sense. Yeah. It's like, I want to punish them, but I can't because there's no one better. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. That'll be like, I I do think that it's a redemption year for, for everyone. And, like, we t- we're going to be talking a lot about the players outside the Coyotes organization. There are plenty of players within the Coyotes organization who are like, hey, don't give up on me. I want to be part of this rebuild. I want to get, like, Dylan Gunther on my line next year so I can get all those assist numbers from his shot. Uh, don't give up on me yet. Absolutely. That's always and we'll, fun. And we'll continue to talk about all that as the preseason goes. Once again, the first game only tonight against the Los Angeles Kings, 7 p.m. at Gila River Arena. We still got a uh, little bit to get to. We, we still, we're going to be talking about uh, just some other small things that were uh, talked about over the last uh, weekend. Uh, before we get to that, we'll let you guys know that today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is absolutely something for everyone. Uh, if you don't know all the flavors, you're missing out. They got Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Orange Cookies and Cream. It is absolutely amazing. You know, uh, my favorite flavor is Churro Puff. I had it, you know, a couple, a few months back when it was like limited time. I think they you know, they bring it back every now and then, and oh my God, does it taste delicious. Uh, but not only are they delicious, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. 
Go to and if you guys go to built.com and use the promo code locked15, you get 15% off your order. Once again, use the promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, here back here, locked on Kaides, Robin Leonio, Kyle Pavlik on this Monday. September 27th, almost the end of September. This month is going by so fast. Hockey is almost back. We are officially in preseason mode. And because we were getting so freaking close, Carl, there's some schedule stuff getting announced, but not just game, like obviously not schedule schedule, but that stuff that might matter to fans. Yeah. Uh, the most important day for, for some hockey fans was last week when the Coyotes announced when you can get free stuff. Uh, there are plenty of opportunities for free stuff this upcoming season. Um, unfortunately, no bobblehead night, but, I mean, who are you going to put on a bobblehead? Like, Jacob Chikrin? That's about That's all. it. Yeah. You can't just have one bobblehead night. You need to have a series. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff um, all throughout the year. Starting with, um, you know, the home opener when you can receive a free white Kachina jersey pool towel, courtesy of Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Um, and I think what my most favorite is, is there's going to be a hat trick series where on three different games you could win hats that are designed by local artists. I like those kind of, you know, promotional things when you get, when you bring in the local artists involved. Um, yeah. And, like, I've seen some really cool things from other teams where they bring in hats or jerseys or something really cool that's designed by a local artist. And I was like, oh, my God, I want one. Yeah. And, I mean, like, sports and, like, local artists are definitely something that go together fairly well. I know I live in Phoenix. If I drive around the neighborhood, I see a bunch of graffiti sun stuff because um, – they recently got off of their big run, and there's just a lot that's in the Valley right now kind of commemorating that. And I'd love for the Arizona Coyotes to be able to take advantage of that. Um, and as someone who likes free stuff, especially free hats, like I will always be like, yeah, you have a cool free hat for me? Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, I personally don't wear hats as much, so maybe a hat won't do much for me. Uh, maybe I wear a hat, like I'll, I'll throw on like a baseball cap if I'm riding my convertible going top down and I, so my hair doesn't go all over, all over the sure. place. Sure, but, sure. But I, I've never been a hat person, so. I mean, there's there's more than just hats. Uh, we got uh, Friday, April 29th versus the Predators, um, which, I mean, that's going to be a fun game. So you can go and get a free Kachina pool float. Um, and that's definitely a reason to watch an Arizona Coyotes National Predators game. A pool float. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the thing I saw that I, th I thought was really interesting, that they're, actually, that they're doing a throwback night, yet Kachina is their main logo now and their main jersey. Yeah. It's all, already all but, throwback. All with the eight home games where they're wearing the the reds uh it's gonna be all kachina all the time uh i'm still fine with them doing a throwback night because you know everyone does a throwback night and i i'm fine with going like specific early 90s aesthetic um but yeah you're right it's very much the wrong season to be doing a throwback night if you're gonna go 
throwback night just bring back the uh, the jerseys that the reverse retro was inspired by Ah, uh, the original uh the original desert escape yeah <laughs> that horrible puke green uh i know someone who had one and i love it because i love terrible jerseys um but but that would be fun if they did something like that um or uh, trying to think what else he can really do for throwback there's not much else not really no do the uh do the running coyote just because that's kind of a throwback you know thing i guess uh they're giving guests a throwback t-shirt which I will say, um, I have a '80s themed throwback shirt, which is funny because the Coyotes weren't even in Arizona in the '80s. But it's a uh, black with a purple outline of the state of Arizona. Um, so I really like that shirt. So you could definitely do something with a throwback, even though they're in throwback mode the season. But but yeah, just a really weird one. It's against the Philadelphia Flyers, so yeah, probably be a fair amount of Philly fans. Yeah, there could be. I'm looking at all the rest of these, and yeah, there's. I mean, I mean, it's not, not like nothing that out of the ones you mentioned that completely stand out. Um, obviously, obviously, you know, they have the usual hockey fights, um, hockey fights, cancer night, military appreciation night, pucks and paws. Uh, Pride night, all those things that like every team does. They're doing a hockey talks night, um, which uh, I know um, Bell does up in Canada. But we have Blue Cross Blue Shield talking about raising awareness for mental health and ending the stigma surrounding mental illness. Always a good night. That's really important. Yeah, these are definitely like there's a mix of like of fun nights and then just like general do good um like bringing attention to important issues i do kind of wonder if like like how much they were thinking do we want to do nights like how much focus do we want to put on this because there's always a chance that there's going to be like an outbreak or something and they're going to need to like shut down games to fan attendance or limit fan attendance do you think that like had any kind of part in this it could be i gotta think about that I just always assume there's someone in the NHL being like, we need to think worst case scenario. We're the NHL. It tends to be the worst case scenario. I mean, especially we're, you know, a, uh, a league that has had shortened seasons. Uh, what now three times in the last 12 years. Like- yeah. If you told me the NHL wasn't able to complete a full season, um, after like my life, I would just not be surprised anymore. And I mean, we never know. Like we don't even know what the Coyotes' like safety plans are. Um, like there's just a whole lot we don't know. I could see them being a little bit hesitant, um, especially for a team like a Coyote for the Coyotes. Maybe there was a Christian Fisher uh, or a Christian Dvorak bobblehead night planned, and just yeah. You know. Got traded maybe, to Montreal. He had to cancel. Maybe that's why they weren't doing bobblehead nights because they're like, we don't know what they're going to do this year, so we don't want to make the mistake. 
Yeah. We don't want to like have at the at the first game of the year like the on sale giant pile of bobbleheads that they just can't give away or sell anymore. Uh, I mean, I want that because I like deals, but the Coyotes do not want to have a bunch of merch sitting around that they can't sell. Exactly. That's that 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 is uh, probably want, like why they're trying to play it safe this year with their promo nights. But they'll probably get more exciting as this rebuild continues because, you know, that's how things go. Maybe even when the new arena comes, if, yeah. when, if and when. I mean, like, arena, like, even if they're doing, like, a, like a temporary home, I could see them wanting to get in a bunch of people. And, you know, promo nights are a good way to bring people in. People like free stuff. If they do, if if they move to the vet, they got to do like a Phoenix Roadrunners night. Oh, that'd be cool. Like just like uh, like they probably couldn't do it during the game, but like warm up jerseys. Exactly, uh, warm up jerseys yeah. wearing the wearing the uh, the uh, the baby blue and yellow. Yeah, sell t shirts and rally towels and all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, the like, uh, that's I think that's what I'm trying to think what teams did that. Um, uh actually well though the hurricanes actually they they actually wore their um uh call it hartford uh, whalers stuff hartford or? whalers jerseys yeah i was seeing yeah. other ones that i think the sharks only for the uh only for warm-up did they wear their california golden seals jerseys because that because that was not even a, affiliated with their history that's a, the bay area history but not that's a whole different thing though um has um vegas done anything with that um well, their reverse retros were kind of based off of another, an, an, like an older Vegas hockey team. The name is not coming yeah. to me, but like a team that existed there, but like obviously it was like a the CHL Wranglers, team. I think. Yeah, CHL. Or, I, I th- or maybe the Outlaws. I think that's what it was. The Outlaws, but they were the first um, first professional team to do an outdoor game. Uh, whatever yeah. that Vegas team was, that, that I can never forget. And I just remember the story was like a bunch of like like crickets and stuff like frozen on the ice and it was very gross um because you know when you're in that level league you do crazy stuff to get people to come uh oh yeah, oh, yeah. the highest the talent level is going to be just barely above that uh for the next coming season but anyways yes a phoenix roadrunners night would be a must if they move to the vet for a couple of years yeah absolutely like slam dunk uh as long as you can get the rights print it you'll make money absolutely um but hey i think that's gonna do it for today's episode of locked on coyotes if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review once again we're available everywhere you get your podcast now also including on youtube don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel um you can go ahead and just i'll easily find it and then if you when you subscribe you'll easily know when new video episodes drop um, but once again, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. Also, don't forget to interact with us on social media. Um, I'm personally at Rob Leonard One. We are at LO underscore, underscore Coyotes. Carl Pavlik at Carl Pavlik FFH. Um, and once again, Carl, officially welcome as co host. Uh, super excited to have you on uh, full time. Thank, uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad that it's official, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking and interacting with everyone all season. Absolutely, and that's the and again, that's the fun thing. We love interacting with you guys. So if you ask us a question on on Twitter, we will answer right back. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of you guys will will figure that one right away. And if we don't answer right back, maybe we're saving that question. Maybe it's an important question that we'll answer on a future episode of the podcast. Anyways, 
said it many times, but thanks again to everyone for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>